Good morning, everyone. Dr. Stillman here. And today we are going to be talking about how much protein you really need and why it is so important. Jim will not be joining us, I think, this morning. So I'm just going to tackle this one myself. So protein is such an important component of your diet for a variety of reasons. Overwhelmingly, we see that about 98% of people who come into the medical practice or who come into coaching programs with us don't eat enough protein. They're usually under consuming protein by half to a third or a quarter of what they should be. The truth is that the amount of protein you really need depends upon the goals that you've set for yourself, as well as what your body can tolerate. And this generally comes down to the following conversation. Do you want to gain muscle mass? Many people coming to us want to lose weight. And so they're not understanding or they don't understand that gaining muscle mass is actually an essential part of the recipe for losing fat mass. So for those people, protein becomes critical. It's critical because you need muscle to burn fat and you also um, need protein to build that muscle. And, and it also will turn on thermogenesis. So just eating protein will actually burn fat. So if you take, for example, and this is a very typical example, you know, a 45 year old woman who's struggling to lose weight and she's only eating 50, 60 grams of protein a day. And many women don't understand how little protein they're actually eating. This is why we'll have them do a complete dietary history where we'll see exactly down to gram quantities, how much protein they're getting. <clears throat> so women will see, oh, I'm only eating 40, 50, 60 grams of protein a day. You increase that to 80, 90, 120, or even more than that. And all of a sudden they're feeling better. They have more energy. They're losing weight. Why? It's not just this effect on muscle. So protein gets broken down and it gets turned into neurotransmitters and hormones, hormones like thyroid hormone, hormones or uh, neurotransmitters like dopamine, norepinephrine and epinephrine. So many people, that's why they feel the, so much ener more energy on protein. Now, what you'll realize if you look at a lot of food labels and you really read them in detail is that most processed foods, the way they make them cheap and compete on price is by making them low in protein and high in fat and high in carbs. This also makes them more palatable. So people want to consume more of them. Think about all the cookies, cakes, chips, crackers, right? These are not high protein foods, but they're the easiest ones to keep eating. They'll also use things like salt, flavor enhancers. I mean, you name it, right? But protein at the end of the day is one of the pillars of a good diet that people don't get. The other great thing about natural whole food sources of protein is that it's loaded with B vitamins and loaded with minerals. And that is a huge, huge advantage to your body. Most people are not getting enough mineral or vitamin content from their food because of food choices that are generally speaking low in protein. So that's probably the single most common example that we see. Uh, but one of the things you will also see is that men will come into the program who don't think they eat a low protein diet, but they actually don't eat enough protein for their goals because they want to put on five, 10, 15, even 20 pounds of muscle. Well, if you're going to do that, you have to be prepared to eat about one gram per pound of your goal weight. So let's say that your weight is 150 pounds, right? And you want to weigh 170. Well, you'd better be prepared to eat at least 150 grams in a day and get up to 170 eventually. This is where the coaching piece becomes essential. And this is why we have wellness masterminds. It's why we have sessions where we coach people through this and explain it to them. Because 
let's say that you're a hard gainer, you're a young man, you're lean, you have a very high metabolism. If we actually tell you to eat too much protein, it will actually get in the way of you gaining muscle mass. And so we actually have to figure that out and help you dial it up and dial it down. And we also have to be very careful that we set this goal to meet your needs for exercise because anyone can fail to meet their goals if their exercise routine isn't aligned with their eating habits. We've seen so many people come in who are eating a perfect diet. They're eating really high quality food. They're eating good macros. They're eating enough calories for their uh, body, but they're over exercising. And so no matter what they do, they struggle to lose weight. They struggle to feel the way they want to feel. They struggle with their sleep. They struggle with things like bone density, things like heart health. It's a disaster. Okay. And that's why it's very hard to just tell you all, well, this is how much protein you need. That one gram per pound is a, of your goal weight is a great, great starting point. But like I said, we'll dial that back to maybe 0 0.8, 0 0.7, even 0.6 grams per pound. And we might dial it up to even more than that, believe it or not. It all depends on what the goal is. It all depends on how you respond. And this is the thing about, you know, courses is that courses are great. Data is great. Books are great. <clears throat> but they lack your specific context, which is why we love to get on the phone with people, get on calls with people and really coach them through how to approach the problem for them. So that's the bottom line with how much protein you need. Um, other elements of this that are important are, are sometimes people don't do well with more protein. Now, this is an important you know, question to kind of dissect because when someone says, I can't eat more protein, there's a reason why, and you have to get to the reason why. So let's say they try to eat bone broth and bone broth gives them IBS symptoms. Okay. That's a clue. So what's in bone broth? Lots of collagen peptides, glutamine, silica, some minerals. The things that are going to tend to set people off are the collagen based peptides because they, they do a lot for the body. Many different pathways are affected by these. So if someone doesn't tolerate bone broth and glutamine is another thing in bone broth that people will sometimes react to because it can feed uh, gut microbes that you may not be, may not be compatible with you or may not be playing well with you. Let's just say, so you need to be wary of that. If someone doesn't tolerate bone broth, we, we, you know, we need to avoid it or we need to find a strategy that allows them to tolerate it. Maybe using it in lower or smaller quantities or something like that. The other thing is people can be allergic to protein sources. So people will increase the whey protein they're eating and all of a sudden they'll be feeling much, much, much worse. Well, maybe they have a dairy, dairy allergy. That's where finding alternative milks or alternative dairy or alternative um, sources of protein can become very helpful, right? People will have the strangest reactions. People will have reactions to meats that they would never have expected themselves to be allergic to. Plenty of people out there today are allergic to fish and shellfish. So we have to find protein sources that are compatible with you. And there are so many options now in our modern world that is so full of conveniences that it shouldn't be hard to find some kind of protein that you can tolerate. The other thing is you have to keep in mind, what type of protein are we thinking about here? So when you take, say, protein from an egg, right, that egg protein is very large. And if you break it down in some way and do something like a, an egg protein isolate, that egg protein isolate's been broken down. Bone broth is a similar product, right? You're not eating the bones. You're not eating the collagen or the tendons of the animal. 
you're stewing it, breaking it down. It's going into a water base, and that makes it much more palatable and much more easily easy to assimilate. And that, by the way, because we'll tell people to eat 120 grams of protein in a day, they'll look at what they're eating and they'll say, how on earth am I going to get to 120 grams of protein in a day? Generally speaking, the answer is new forms of protein that can be cooked into what you're already eating. So as a, a great example, this is bone broth. You cook your rice in bone broth. If you cook one cup of dry rice in two cups of bone broth, that's going to be a 20 gram protein uh, meal when it's cooked up, which is incredible. The rice itself is going to have something like five grams. So all of a sudden you're getting 25 grams of protein from rice instead of just five. That's a big, big deal. So back to sources of protein. Uh, if you if you're if you're struggling with with more complex proteins like steak, eggs, dairy, getting the isolates or using a broth where it's been broken down can be very helpful. Many people don't tolerate protein well because their digestive functions have become impaired. And that's why I love using digestive enzymes, bitters, plus or minus betaine HCL. That depends on the case. And I usually want to see someone as a patient in that case. But lots and lots of people, these are all over-the-counter options um, you know, that you can educate yourself on yourself. I recommend you work with someone who's qualified to help guide you through this process. Uh, but these things are all very helpful, and they'll allow people to then tolerate more protein than they were before. Okay, So these are the different sources of protein that I think about. These broths, lean muscle meats, fish, shellfish, dairy, eggs, etc. And amongst that array of options, it's very easy once you learn how we think about protein in the coaching practice or the medical practice to get to your goal protein uh, intake for the day. Where many people fall down is they don't understand that they're eating so much fat and carbohydrate in the foods they're used to eating that it shuts off their hunger and they feel satiated. Those people need to dial up the quantity of protein on their plate and dial back the quantity of carbohydrate or fat on their plate. And that, um, is basically the secret sauce for getting enough protein. Jim, how you doing? Great, man. I had to get on here for our last live at the house. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're moving today today. That's why Jim uh, has not been on. So I covered uh basic protein. I listened to, I listened to most of it. Oh, well, great. So then you already know I'm where we I'm are. What else do you want to add? Um, I think, uh, the big thing is, is our modern life really requires more protein you know, for the people stress to, that people are to, under. Yes. To, to do well. And then there's, that's why there's this war on, on protein. Right? That's right. Because, because protein is essential for being sharp and intelligent and a critical think, critically thinking, independent, sovereign human being. And strong and fit. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you know, if you live like a monk, um, you can exist. The body's incredibly efficient at surviving. Uh, if you live like a monk, you can you can live a long time, and, and but you're not going to be uh, very impressive. Um, so you know, and and also the strategy I think you very wisely pointed out that um, processed foods make you eat more food, and they're designed to do that. The food industry has a crazy incentive to try and get you to eat more, and then feeding you food that's highly nutritious that's going to shut off like Rob Wolf wired to eat, shut off the neuroregulation of appetite. You know, so you can continue to eat more stuff. Yeah, um, I think is very valuable. So it's really uh, our modern world is really just a conundrum to make you a sick, weak, compliant person. That's exactly right, and that's why the protein is one of the first things we tackle with people. And part of this is that 
generally speaking, if people rely on carbs and fat alone as their fuel sources, they're going to see these really big ups and downs in their energy. The protein really helps you balance these two other macronutrient sources. This is why people will say, you know, I feel like I can't get off the blood sugar roller coaster. Ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. That's a red flag that you are not eating adequate quantities of protein and or you've got a massive imbalance in your fat uh, carbohydrate mix in your diet. I mean, I've had people dramatically change their life without changing anything other than just adding protein and water. Give us an you example. Know. Can't give us um, a well, like that without an example. Well, I had a guy that was, um, that was, his, his eating wasn't, wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing. Um, but he was very diabetic, um, type two diabetic, very inflamed, high A1C. And I just said, dude, just eat, eat more protein. And that forced him to eat less of the other things he was eating. And all of a sudden, two months later with some moderate exercise and I told him to start drinking more water and came back. He's like, my A1C is normal, you know, never really changed much. I was just like, when you go to eat barbecue, you know, just more, more meat, vegetables, less, less of the, uh, macaroni and cheese and that sort of thing. We, we didn't have to do anything insanely crazy. And he was a pretty active guy to begin with, but, um, just adding, like we had a lady yesterday. I eat more protein. I can't, you know, I'm not, I don't want to eat as much of the other things. Right. So Great. that's where you Problem can mix solved. a lot of those vegetables into the protein, right? You know, like the spinach and things like that and to yes. get different nutrients and peppers and all those sort of things. Mm -hmm. But protein keeps you from overeating other things because it shuts off yes. your, your appetite because your body prioritizes it because it's so, so important. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm reminded that many of our people don't ever think about they don't think about what proportion of the calories in the food are protein. We often point that out to them. Like people think, well, I had eggs and bacon for breakfast. That's a high protein meal. But the truth is it's a high fat. I think meal. it's, it's very high fat. Yeah. And so if you, if you look at the numbers, I think it's what six grams or is it 12 grams of protein per egg? I think it's six. It's six. Yeah. It's six. six so eight. you got to eat four eggs to get 24 grams of protein. And then let's say that your goal is 150 grams in a day. Well, you're, one third of your meals through the day, right? And you've only got 10% or no, 20%, a little bit less than that maybe, of the protein yeah. that you need, right? Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden you got to make that up at lunch and dinner, which is possible, but you have to be very strategic. Otherwise you'll get way under that, and which is why so many people are eating so little protein. Well, and that's where you add, you know, you can add egg whites, you know, egg whites have kind of been demonized. Yes. Egg whites by themselves, not the greatest thing. But if you have a couple eggs with yolks and then you add some whites and you can buy whites standalone. And then I always add like ground beef, ground turkey, things like that to my omelets, to my frittatas, to my scrambles. And uh, that just yeah. even four to six ounces is going to make a, make a huge difference, you know, because that fat you get from the egg is really important. And there's all sorts of other things in the egg that are important, especially the yolk. Um, but you don't want to eat right. egg whites by themselves. You want to eat them with in combo. But yeah. People don't think about stuff and if like you're, that. And if you're adding, say, and this is where the meat selection really matters, right? Because if you add like a Wagyu beef or a sausage, the average sausage to your breakfast, that's going to be high in fat too. So then you take a lean mm -hmm. meat, 90% lean, 10% fat, or 95% lean, 10% fat, or something even leaner like chicken, and that's a much higher protein proportion, and that easily pushes the meal up into the higher protein range. Yeah. And, and you know, that's something that was pushed by the, the bodybuilding community. Um, 
where you know they push the the really low fat meats for so long the chickens the turkeys the um and and that's totally fine for 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 bodybuilders that are taking anabolics to prop the anabolics up but you can't eat an ultra low fat a diet either because uh, you're not going to get the support for your your hormones and all the rest of the things so that's why balance right, that's, is, is so important and that's another thing about this right is that many people are struggling with hormone levels that are produced from cholesterol and by eating a low protein diet they're inadvertently eating very little cholesterol. So that dietary cholesterol and protein is part of the recipe for supporting those sex steroid hormone levels. Yep. So, so James, yeah, asked, James, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Is whey protein concentrate a good source? The answer, the short answer is yes. Make sure you get it from a company that doesn't spend a lot of money on ads. Look at the label, make sure it doesn't have a ton of fillers. Right. And then switch, switch them up, uh, isolate, concentrate, you know, mm -hmm. casein has its place as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, goat whey is great, but change your protein powders up every couple of weeks so that you don't, uh, you don't get an allergy to them. That's an underappreciated pearl. And if, and if you're trying to lose, and if you're trying to lose weight, uh, liquid is not uh, ideal. So, yeah. And if you're trying to gain weight, it is. Yes. Because then you can so. eat more calories. Any other thoughts, Jim, before we jump off? No, before we start moving stuff. and things. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, we coach people through this in our Fundamentals of Wellness and Wellness Secrets Coaching and Mastermind course. That's you can join it question. through. That's actually a really good bio. question. What's the we question? We need to cover oh. that before we go away. Ooh, Tom Win Stanley. It's been a minute. How you been, buddy? He went to college with me. Unless it's a different Tom Win Stanley, which I doubt. Are protein bars misleading due to high sugar content slash fillers? Definitely. We actually help a lot of people lose weight by getting them to stop eating protein bars. Protein bars are like a treat and an indulgence. Um, that's pretty much it. It's basically a candy bar with protein powder added to it. I will say Snickers does make a pretty good protein bar, you know, if you're going to go there. But look at it as like a treat or like a, a gap fill, like if you... You know, if you just worked out and you have no other option, hmm. post-workout would be a good time to eat it. So it should be about 3% of your diet. A lot of people, it's like, and there are better choices, like the uh, Epic Bar is a better choice, but it doesn't have a ton of protein. The RX Bars are better choices. But yeah, if you're the majority of your diet, we have people that are eating five, six protein bars a day. and Not a good strategy. It, it doesn't, doesn't end well. No. Um yeah, they need to be a gap fill, not a not a not a staple. Thanks for the question. That was very good. Yeah. All right, everyone. Take care. Have a great get day. on our email list. Get on our, our email. Uh, our topic next week, which is Jim. I don't know. It's good though. We're doing we're doing, doing another webinar. Another we webinar, webinar, webinar that you'd be crazy to miss because they're really good. Yeah. Get and on the email on list. Like these videos. Dot com. Get next on the week list. is um is detox secrets, sauna, sweat lodge, and exercise. Yeah, that's that's right up. You get two home runs for you in a week. We really had a good iron iron one yesterday. We did. We did. Yeah, you'd sad if you missed that. You need to be on our list to, so you don't miss those. That's right. So, we're right. going to be sharing tons of clips here shortly mm -hmm. of our webinars, like little mm -hmm. clips, so you can kind of see the kind of content that we're sharing, and it's uh, it's really it's really good. So yeah. And if you missed them, if you want to get all the content we're doing, you can get into the Fundamentals of Wellness Mastermind. And wellness secrets Coaching. as part of that. And that's wellness secrets is in that. Yes. Yeah. 
All right, everyone. Take care. Have a great day. Get outside. <laughs>